0: Welcome to the Green Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. All right, we got a great episode today. Today, we are talking about the Tour Edge Hot Launch Series. We're talking Callaway X-Forge CB and MB. And then, surprise, surprise, we are talking about the brand new Titleist TSI Drivers in Fairway Woods. Let's get it going. All right, so... Like I said, we have a jam-packed show, so we're not going to spend too much time on on uh, much other than the clubs themselves. A couple of little funny stories, though. Um, first off, bourbon of the day is Hoja Distillery out of Broken Bow, Oklahoma. My wife goes. Uh, she went camping. She loves to travel. It's one of her favorite things, and I would rather stay home and play a lot of golf. But um, she likes to travel. She went up to Oklahoma for a camping trip. And she did some hiking and stuff like that. And one of my rules is when she goes, one, she has to text me at least once a day so I know she's not dead. And two, um, my souvenir that I want is a, is a bourbon from a distillery, um, local distillery up in that area. So she got me this. I've never seen it in stores. I've never seen anyone talk about it or anything like that. But so far, so good on the bottle. So um, check it out if you're ever in Oklahoma. So, we're going to get a little bit into the weeds here about how you're going to see how the hot dogs made. And I'm going to tell you a funny little story. So, today's October 15th, and I recorded this podcast on October 14th. So, you're probably wondering, how am I talking in the past? So, I actually recorded the podcast and Spent my time doing that while my wife was doing her thing. She gave me some space so I could record this. I normally record on my days off. So it's a, it, was, it was nice to be able to record that podcast last night. But then I wrote it, edited it, did it. Everything was good. I was getting ready to post it this morning when I see on Twitter that Titleist has released their new driver. So... I was really sitting around all day trying to figure out if I was going to post the podcast and then do Titleist next week, but I figured with this news coming out the day I was going to post, I almost had to do it. Um, Had I posted last night and then it comes through today, it is what it is, but since it hadn't posted yet, I'm going to go ahead and add Titleist in this week, so since I've mentioned it a couple of times, let's go ahead and just start with these Titleist drivers. So last year, Titleist introduced the TS, uh, maybe it was two years ago. Either way, it was last year, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, uh, Titleist released the TS series. The TS series was actually a huge, huge step forward for them. So everybody had always said Titleist was never the longest driver you could find, right? It couldn't keep up with TaylorMade, it didn't keep up with Callaway in terms of distance, but man, they always looked good, they always felt good, they always sounded good. Potentilla knew that they needed to start getting some distance in there if they were going to keep their name relevant in the wood game. And I'll tell you what, the TS series absolutely killed it a couple for the last few years. Potentilla has been—they took a huge step forward when it came to this to the series of drivers, right? They adjusted their hosel to make it a little bit more adjustable, but overall, it was just long. No longer were we just saying Titleist makes a beautiful driver. It sounds great. It looks great, but it's just it's five yards shorter than my tailor made. The TS series, you know, knocked that away and and just said, no, not anymore. Now we're one of the longest. We're one of the longest drivers you can find on the market as well. So what they've needed, to, what what Titleist needed to do here was kind of take it next level. Right they've they've kind of been known as uh, as a company that is always solid but but never makes a huge jump. They made that jump but now they need to continue that momentum. And so what we have here is the TSI2 and the TSI3 drivers from them. Now what does the I stand for? The I stands for a bunch of things. There's no real real thing that they're saying it stands for. Um the I I saw in some places it's for innovation or anything like that, but really, what the I stands for isn't that important. So let's talk about what the two drivers have in common, and then what makes them separate. Um, the first thing that's good, I, the first thing that we look at when we see what they have in common is this ATI face. ATI is the company that actually makes the the faces for for Titleist. So they're based out of Pittsburgh. It's a it's a company that does um, titanium for medical sales, for defense reasons, um, airplanes, anything like that. Something that needs um, lightweight and uh, thin, lightweight and strong. That's really what they what they are looking for with this with this titanium. Now, why did Titleist go with ATI for this? Well, one, ATI is local. They're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They have a lot of experience building very strong, resilient titanium. So what that means for the driver is Titleist was able to really thin out the face. Now, I've talked about this in in blog posts. I've talked about this on on, uh, YouTube, I think. I've talked about it on this podcast. Um, But a thinner face, generally speaking, means more ball speed. And what does that mean? More ball speed means more distance. You can't have a slower ball speed and it go further unless you really start messing with launch and spin. But if you can get ball speed up, you can get distance up. And the easiest way to do that is by thinning out the face. The problem is you start to thin out the face too much and what happens? It loses its strength. It's not as thick. It can't take the pounding and the beating that, that Dolphers put on the club face. So with this ATI titanium, it's uh, it's called ATI 425. They were able to really, really, really thin out that face and increase that ball speed. What Titleist is saying is that it offers a 6% higher yield strength. So it's 6% stronger, 4% higher tensile strength, so that's if it stretches, anything like that. And most importantly, a thirty percent higher ductility. So really, it's just it's just stronger, a little bit bendier. You can you can form it a little bit more. The first time Titleist actually used this material was on their C sixteen uh, driver that they came out with. You may remember I talked about this when I was talking about the Titleist irons a couple of weeks ago that were their concept irons. They also did the same thing with their. Uh, woods that year, they did the C sixteen Woods, and and those C sixteen Woods were again. Let's just lay everything out there. No holds barred. No money. No no penny saved. We don't pinch pennies. If we have no limits on our budget, what can we do? And they actually used this in the crown of the club. So what what they did now is they moved it to the face. So ATI four twenty five isn't something new from. From Titleist, this is not something that they've never done before or anything like that, right? They're they're familiar with the company and things like that. So the other part of this, this face and the ability and the the high end technology of this of this club faces is the fact that they're able to um, check it for the CT for that maximum ball speed throughout the process. So as they bend the face, as they start to position the face, they can test it. And what they're saying is that they're they're testing it multiple times. I've read some places up to five times uh, throughout the process. So that leads to really tighter tolerances. So you know, especially back in the day, we had tour issue drivers. And by back in the day, I mean like 2011, 2012. Tour issue drivers were a huge deal because you knew that they had been CT tested and that they were hot across the whole face. You knew that they were at the limit because they're not going to give a tour player something that's not at the maximum legal limit. So so tour drivers were very popular and really, honestly, they just went further. So now that we have the ability to do that, what they've done is they're testing it multiple times so that when you get off the rack, the one that you find a golf galaxy or the one that you find a PGA tour superstore, you know that that's going to be at the maximum level of CT, All right? Taylor may did this with their speed foam or whatever they're calling it. Their, their face goo on their drivers, right? They were saying they were taking the, the CT up to the maximum uh, above the max. And then they were putting in that speed foam, that speed dampening foam to actually lower the, the rebound effect of the club and reduce those ball speeds down to the legal limits. So really that's kind of what makes them similar is that face and the technology, uh, that ATI technology, you're getting more ball speed, you're getting um, more resilience on the face, things like that. So um, one thing we can kind of move on to is what makes them different. All right, so we're going to start with the TSI 2. The TSI 2, just like the former D2 driver um, that Titleist had, they now just call it the 2. That is their their more game improvement line. Their their lineup that's made for everybody. There's a weight in the back of it that allows um, for some weight customization, but you can't move it. You can't make it draw or fade biased, anything like that. Really, it's the one that's going to have the CG far back, low so that you can optimize launch and you can optimize spin that way so they've they've done that the TSI 2 is a little bit is a little bit more elongated a little bit longer toe to heel um things like that it does come in at 460 cc's as well now the TSI 3 is where we get some kind of kind of cool stuff added in so, Titleist has never really had an adjustable weight system. Some people are gonna say that they've had their their Sure Fit weight system for a while, and I guess you can say it it kind of was. Um, it was a weight that went across the back that you had to take out and flip. And if it was in, if the weight was down, then it was draw biased and all this kind of stuff. But they've never really had their own sliding weight. Now, the TSI series flipstat. We now have some pretty cool stuff here when it comes to adjustable weight. So the adjustable weighting on the on the Titleist series kind of still does the same thing. It it clicks over. Uh, there appear to be five settings. So you have neutral heel one and two, and then toe one and two. Um, and what that's going to do is that's going to help fade and fade bias, draw bias, things like that. But we actually have it where you you lift the port a little bit and then the weight slides and then the port kind of hides it. It's it's very inspector gadget looking. But um, what I will say is it is really nice to be able to do that with your tideless driver. It's not something like I said you've really been able to do before. Now, in terms of looks, we get a little shorter. A little bit deeper head, it appears, a little bit shorter toe to heel, definitely shorter from face to back end, Uh, shorter crown. Everything just is a little bit tighter um, overall. What's funny, though, is I am somebody who can usually look at a golf club and go, I like that, I don't like that, but I don't need to go crazy and buy the latest and greatest, things like that. I love to hit them, but I'm also fairly budget-minded and, And so I I don't go too crazy with it. But this was the first time you can actually ask my wife. I don't know how you'll ask her, but if you ask my wife, this is probably the first time I told her where I said, I'm serious. I want this driver this year. It's absolutely beautiful. Everything I've seen online about it so far, everyone who hits it loves it. So I, I can't wait to get it in my hands. And I really want it. And hopefully it beats out my Cobra so that I have a reason to... To get, the, to get the new driver. All right, so now that we've gone there, let's actually flip and go to the other side of the spectrum, and let's talk Tour Edge Hot Launch. Okay, so the Hot Launch series is actually one of my favorite series that gets released every year. I know it's going to sound weird because it's not a club I will ever play. It's not made for me, but I love what it means for the golf industry as a whole. The new hot launch series comes in two separate forms. You have the C lineup, the C five twenty one, which is their competition line. We'll get into that here in a second. And then you have the tour edge hot launch E line, which is their extreme game improvement line. Hot launch has always been its own kind of deal. Just one club. There hasn't been two lines on the hot launch, but this year they've, they've, uh, found some technology that they want to put, but they don't want to put it all in all of their clubs. They want to give something for slightly better players, we'll say. The other reason why I really love the Tour Edge Hot launch is the prices that it is. So when you're a new golfer, we you always hear as a new golfer, go get fit, go get fit, go get fit, right? And you go to get fit and it's $200 for the fitting and you wind up with a club that costs you a a new driver that costs you $800 and you're very discouraged by that. They want you to pay a thousand dollars for a club and a fitting. If you're brand new to the game, you don't even know if you're going to like it. Why would you commit a thousand dollars to it? I get that. I totally do. So tour edge actually is, has their hot launch series, which will allow you to get custom fit for drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, irons, and even wedges. And, they allow you to get fit for length lie, shaft flex, which really are the most important things when you're getting fit. And then they deliver it to you in 48 hours. Now, if Titleist or, you know, that new Titleist driver costs you $550, this Tour Edge is going to cost you $229. That's right. A custom fit driver delivered to you in 48 hours for $229. The irons are going to cost you $70 a pop. You really can't beat that. That's what, $560 for an eight-piece set? Come on now, that is one heck of a value. Now, are you getting ATI technology titanium made in Pittsburgh then flown to China to a symbol or anything like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But let's go over what you do get for that price. So we're going to start with the E-Series. The E stands for Extreme Game Improvement. Now, we know Super Game Improvement, and this is what I would consider a Super Game Improvement Club. Not sure why they went with the name Extreme Game Improvement. Now, when looking at it, the first thing you're going to notice on the E series is the Houdini Soul. Again, not a huge fan of the Houdini Soul. Not even sure why we're calling it a Houdini Soul, but it is what it is. Now, what is the Houdini sole? It may not disappear or anything like that, but I can at least tell you what it is. The Houdini sole is, if you look at the bottom of the club, it almost looks like you have folded that, that uh, sole in half and put a crease in it. So it's kind of a V-shaped sole on the bottom. Now, what does that do? It allows the center of gravity to really be pinpointed low and back, which will help the target market for these clubs which, of course, is slow to mid-swing speed players. It's going to help you guys get the ball in the air much more effectively. A ton of these players also, they struggle hitting the ball fat, right? When, when they have that fairway wood into a par 5, or they have that 7-iron into, uh, into a par 4, they are, they're going to hit it a little bit fat. And the irons actually have the Houdini sole as well, as do the fairway woods. So what that does, it's going to help you glide through that grass a little bit more, not catch it as fat, hopefully hit a slightly better shot. Another part of the technology in the woods is the is the heel side weight. That heel side weight is going to help that, those higher handicaps who struggle with hitting the ball with a wide open face. It's going to get that club face to close easier. So if all the weight's to the heel, the toe's going to move around that weight and shut faster. Now the E Series irons are actually hollow, hollow body like irons, so they're they're a lot like a, a a hybrid in that sense. If you actually look at it, it looks like you're hitting a nine hybrid. It's very weird looking. They have this, they have the Houdini sole, but they are they're wide sole fat irons with a ton of offset. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're the prettiest irons in the world. They're not the uh, the TaylorMade that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. And they're not even the iron that I'm going to talk to you here in a few minutes about either. But the clubs honestly are perfect. Perfect. They're absolutely perfect for the market that they're targeting. Targeting. So now that we've talked about the E series, let's talk about the C series. The C525 is what Tour Edge is calling the competition line. Now, is somebody who's competing in a ton of competitions playing these? Probably not. These don't look like the the clubs for your your club champion or anything like that. They are looking for mid to high handicaps. They're for somebody who um, is just a little bit pickier in the looks of their clubs. They want something that looks a little bit nicer, looks a little bit more traditional. Everything's slimmed down. The Houdini sole disappears. Instead of putting the weight in the heel, they've moved it to the low and back position. This increases the MOI and will help – with the forgiveness of the club, right? Um, that weight being low and back will will increase that MOI, helps it launch higher, spend a little bit more, perfect for the target market of these clubs. The C-Series also features a whole, le- a whole lot less offset than the E-Series. Now, in no way do I want you to think I'm trying to say that this has a little bit of offset. They have a ton of offset. It is, if you don't like offset, you're not playing these clubs. You might as well fast forward a few minutes. It's got plenty of offset. The face of the driver is also much deeper than the E-Series. So I was talking about the differences in the clubs. And the the E-Series is perfect for those beginners that are trying to do everything they can to learn about the game and just go out and have fun with their friends on the weekend. Now, Tour Edge has another lineup in their has another set of clubs in their lineup called the Exotics. The Exotics lineup is definitely their higher end, definitely their higher end lineup, right? When we talk about Exotics, Tour Edge Exotics, we talk about reasonably priced drivers, but and they're not something you'll see a lot on the PGA Tour. They're just not. They don't pay many players to play their stuff. But where you do see them is out on the senior tour, right? Uh, they they make it there. They make they give their sponsorship dollars to the senior tour, and the guys who play their clubs do well. Well, in that lineup, they have what they call diamond face technology. So basically, they put a bunch of diamond shapes behind the face, and that's going to help increase forgiveness as well as ball speed. Well, the C series allows golfers to get that. The irons are also much more traditional shaped than the E-Series. These irons are a very traditional-looking game improvement iron. Again, I don't want you to go around thinking that these are going to be the ones that are going to uh, look beautiful and be these perfect clubs that everybody loves because they're not. But if you are used to playing an E-Series or a game improvement iron, these aren't going to look out of place to you. My You know, for the price, these are great clubs. They're not the prettiest things in the world. You're not getting that premium look. You're not getting all that premium chrome and all of that stuff. Honestly, what you're getting is some paint, some stainless steel. You'll get some titanium. You'll get the diamond face technology, but you're not going to go. You're not getting that full adjustment where you can change the loft and you can slide weights around. But again, the driver's $230. You can't can't beat it. You get fit for it. It's delivered in 48 hours. It's a perfect driver if you just want something new. Maybe you like going out with your friends on the weekend. You don't care what you shoot. Have a couple of beers. Have fun with them. Then go to the 19th hole and uh, just enjoy your Saturday. These are going to be perfect for you. You're not going to get made fun of for having them. You're not going to blow anyone's mind by the fact that you have it either. Now, what will blow your friend's mind if you show up with are these new Callaway X-Forge CBs and the MBs. So, if you follow me on social media, which obviously you should, you've seen some pictures of these. I've posted them on uh, Instagram for sure. I think I posted them on Twitter as well. But Callaway did make it official and they announced these new clubs. This is a terrible kept secret, right? Now, the X-Forge CB... Let's go through the X-Forge, the history of the X-Forge real quick. The x irons have always been legendary. It's a cult classic that people just flock to. Everybody loves the X-Forge series. So let's get in our way back machine and let's all go back to 2005. 2005, let's see, I was a sophomore in high school Right, a sophomore? Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. Britney Spears was no longer that popular. We had moved on from that. We kind of moved into a hip-hop phase. George Bush was starting his second term. And Callaway introduced the X-Tour. This was their very first forged iron. All right, the X-Tour was their first forged iron. They had never done a forged iron before then. And to this day, to this day, the o 5 the X-Tours that were forged are still a cult classic. They have legendary status. In fact, you can hop on other websites and people will still talk about how they wish they could find a set. The O5s were great. The O7s were great. The O9s were good. The 11s, the Razor X-Forge, beautiful. The 13s, my personal favorite. I love the 13s. Also, if someone has a set laying around, they don't want them, send them to me, I'll take them off your hands. No problem at all. We had the 13. I want to say we had a 15. And then we had a 2018. The 2018s were really nice. In fact, when I started in the golf industry, I had wanted a set so bad. I was hoping that those would be the ones that I could get my hands on. I was hoping that I could find somebody somewhere who would give me a set of those. The 2018 X Forged. Loved them. I hoped and prayed I could get them. In fact, we had a demo where I worked and I would just love to hit the thing. I love the way they look. I love the way they felt. I I think to this day, like, Right now, if somebody were to offer me a set, I'd probably get them. Now, I do love my Shrixons. Please don't get me wrong. I love my Shrixons. But man, do I love a good X-Forged. So as you can imagine, I was beyond excited when I got when I saw that Callaway announced that these were actually coming to retail. These new x forged 2020s were coming to retail. Now when you first look at these, the first thing you're going to notice is the changeable weight on the back. Now what's the purpose of this weight? Well, simply the weight helps Callaway really dial in the swing weight. We oftentimes don't, better players think about swing weight, and to me, I care about swing weight to a certain extent. Swing weight's never been the most important thing to me. the difference between a D0 and a D2 doesn't kill me, right? For a lot of people, though, it makes a huge difference. And when we talk about the quality of the club and consistency, no matter what swing weight you play, you pretty much want all your clubs to have the same swing weight. At least all your irons, and you want all your woods, things like that. Now, if you play your clubs short like me, or maybe you play a very heavy grip like a mid-sized... Uh, a mid-sized... Um, multi-compound and maybe you play those well if you play your club short or you play a really heavy grip or a really maybe you play a counterweighted shaft things like that um, there's a bunch of different reasons why you would need to add weight to the club now how do we add weight to a club currently most of the time what we do is we add a, a what's called a tip weight a brass maybe even a lead tip weight to the bottom of the shaft so we add that in, and that gives a little bit more weight down there in the in the uh, in the club head, so we can feel that club head a little bit more. And that's what that's what we do. Well, the problem with that is once you add that weight in, you've now moved ten grams, five grams towards the heel. And so when you move that towards the heel, you're moving the center of gravity towards the heel, right? We've added that weight in the heel, so the center of gravity a.k.a. the sweet spot moves towards the heel. Well, if the sweet spot's in the heel and a shank comes from the heel, that is not what we want to do, right? So now what Callaway does with this is they're able to change this plate out and they're able to change it with different weights. So if you do play that heavier grip or you do play um, the club short, you're still going to have your sweet spot in the middle because we're not adding weight to the heel. Now, one thing Callaway has made fairly obvious in that is that this is not something you, the customer, will be switching out or adjusting on a day-to-day, round-to-round basis. This is all for the factory. So when that order comes in and they need to be D2 stock, if you don't, if it's D2 stock already, they're going to use the stock weight, anything like that. They can use this to change it out if you need short, if you need it long, anything like that. But this is not something you're going to be doing all the time. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone somewhere offer an aftermarket solution. It's bound to happen. Someone's bound to come up with aftermarket weights, aftermarket weight tools, things like that. Now, the most prominent place that we're changing the weight is the badge, but it's not the only place we are seeing weight added and changed to really dial in that center of gravity. Callaway is introducing the MIM M I M material, and it's going to be injected into the toe of the cup. Callaway is able to inject that material into each head individually so that the center of gravity will be in the exact spot they want it. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Right, I talked about that with Titleist, I'm talking about it with the Callaway. Consistency. Now, this mim material that's being shot into it, combined with a removable badge, should get the players the most consistent club possible. Again, consistency, consistency, consistency. Now, one thing, one trend that we've really noticed in the past few years is a lot of these players' irons have moved to a hollow body to help achieve huge distance gains. Right, we have the P seven hundred and ninety. We have um, PHG's lineup. It, a lot of companies are doing now, and Callaway has actually made the X forged a hollow body iron as well. They've added their version of speed goo or, or whatever you want to, but they are really promoting that as a feel thing, not a distance proposition. So don't expect those massive distance pickups with these like you like you saw people get with the P790. Now, what is confusing to me is I'm not sure why you would go hollow body if you don't promote it as a distance gaining feature. Like that's kind of the whole point of going hollow body so that the face can flex and move and, and get you that really big time ball speed. But Callaway is not moving away from increasing ball speed. Right, Callaway's calling their new face design tour-tuned and what that does is it increases ball speeds out of the middle a tiny bit but on the miss hits it's going to increase it even more it's going to give a few extra yards to the player. Now these were clearly designed for the tour right the the X-Forge series has been very popular on the tour especially in the longer irons so players get a little bit more forgiveness but tour players do have very specific distance gaps And if they hit it too far, they actually won't play a club. You'll oftentimes hear that a 3-wood isn't being picked up on tour because simply put, the guys hit it too far. Which is insane to me, but I get it. Clubs designed for the tour don't need to go those extra 10 or 15 yards. Now, in my opinion, the X-Forge CB is a wonderful-looking addition to the X-Forge family tree. It's going to keep that classic X-Forge look, but it also looks a little modern as well. It looks like a player's club, but it's going to give a little bit of help. They have the look, but the question is going to be, can they keep up with the performance of the X-Forge lineup? So alongside this, Callaway introduced the new Apex MB. What's an MB? It's a muscle back. It's a blade. Now, when you look at this, it's pretty cool. It's got a weight smack dab in the middle. It's not a square weight like the X-Forge, but it's just like a, almost like just a circular weight that, yeah, just looks very industrial. I love the look. A lot of people are bashing it. They're uncertain about it. I hope that the weight stays in really easily because the last thing you want is that rattling around. But the first thing that came to my mind when I saw these released is that Callaway has clearly figured out adjustable badge weights and decided to put it on all of their players' irons. Now they're not the first person to put a weight on the back of their on the back of their iron. Pretty sure Adams did it. I'm fairly certain Adams did it, and I think and and I know for certain TaylorMade did it with their Tour Preferred lineup in 2011, 2012. Somewhere in there, maybe 2010. Um, I know for certain the R11 iron had this on it. And I know for certain that their MB that year, their CB, and their MC had it as well. So they're not the first, and they probably won't be the last. But I definitely know that I like the way this one looks. It's not nearly as large as the badge on the X-Forged, but it it's still there, right? Now, everything about these new irons screams tour play to me. Nothing about them screams guy who plays once a week should be playing these. They're not for mere mortals like most of us. The weight on the back allows every single gram on the club to be accounted for. Things as simple as a grip change or even a couple of extra wraps of tape can move the swing weight one point or two. And for the people who are most sensitive to these changes, one or two swing weight points can be the difference between playing on the weekend and getting a paycheck, or watching it from your house like the rest of us. The weight port's going to allow the tour van to make these small changes without the need for a complete rebuild. Right on the tour right now, what they're doing is you will get a new grip or lame can. You want to try a Lambkin grip. Well, now we got to rebuild all of your clubs to get that Lambkin grip on there so that it fits properly and we fit that swing weight. Well, now we don't have to do that, right? We just change out the port, change out the weight. Boom, it needs an extra three grams. Boom, we got it. Another thing that Callaway is really promoting with this is the fact that they redid all of their grooves and the grooves are basically there to give the better players the spin consistency they like and honestly demand. If you can't control spin out on tour, you are not going to be there very long. You have to know what your club's going to do. You have to know what's going to happen when you hit that ball. If you, if you hit a ball and it doesn't spin enough and you miss the green because you overshot it by five yards because you, you carried it too much because it doesn't have the spin – The club's getting broken in half and they're going to be looking for a new club. Now, if the looks of this club, (laughs) right, with the thin top line and that thin sole didn't tell me enough, but Callaway has also made it very obvious these aren't for mortals. And how have they done that? They don't even offer a stock offer, a stock shaft, (laughs) excuse me. They don't have a stock shaft on this. These can only be custom ordered. So a lot of times you see, stock with KBS Tour or stock with Dynamic Gold. Nope, not these. You have to custom order it. So overall, got to say Callaway really brought it with these irons. I I love the look of them. Uh, Hopefully, they feel as good as they look. And also, hopefully, they perform as well as they look. All right, so that's it for me this week. Like I said, this is the second time I'm having to record a podcast this week. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Now, remember, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review of this podcast on Apple, iTunes, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Anything like that really helps me out. Um, I appreciate you listening. Hopefully, you have enjoyed listening as well. Again, follow me on all my social media platforms Twitter is the Green Fee One. Instagram is The Green Fee. Facebook, if you search The Green Fee, I will be there as well. I also have a YouTube page where I am going over the basics of golf equipment. So I'm calling that Golf Equipment 101. Look this week for a story on golf shafts. How to identify golf shafts and what we look for there. So uh, weight and flex and things like that. Again, thank you for your time. I hope you have enjoyed. Hit 'em straight.